Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. And a fine Saturday morning to you both, Ocean Tommy. Oh, what a uh, pleasure. We are here Saturday matineeing yes. again. Good morning, Mr. Mm. Wright. Mm-mm-mm. Can you Dulcet believe what happened on Friday night? Ugh.
I can't. Wow. Oh, it really spun news. my head Clearly around. You're going to want to talk about it, Pete. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome to the next Real Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the next real team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, our weekly challenges, and so much more. And as I am wont to do, uh, when there is news about Quibi, we have to talk Quibi Corner. <laughs> Cue the theme song, intern. It's Quibi Corner. We're no longer a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my fa- so there are two bits of, of Quibi Corner news. This is one of my very favorites, which is that Quibi uh, announced on Tuesday that they have just released an Apple TV app for the Quibi service. Now, that's fantastic oh. news because that means you can sign up in the Apple TV app and you can watch and stream now Quibi content uh, directly to your giant television, which is what so many uh, uh, people have really been asking for. I think you could say they've just really this phone thing is dumb and just give us to say, wait, record scratch. <gasps> now it's Wednesday and Quibi's out of business. They are. This is that part of the trailer. That's right. They are shutting down in a case of incredibly bad timing. Quibi is shutting down. They could not sell it off even after raising one point eight billion and putting together just a catalog of stars, which I will forever question their ability to think critically about the projects that they work on. Making that announcement of we're headed to the big screen and this topic is like playing poker and say, I raise and I fold. It's <laughs> exactly what it yeah. is. It's exactly what it is. I learned something new. I, we, I haven't learned anything new about Quibi the entire time we've been talking about Quibi until I learned this week uh, this bit of news. Uh, and I I kind of have to now. I've been trying not to dance on the grave of Quibi <laughs> as, and since the day it launched. But then I found that, in fact, where I sent it to you as a screenshot, didn't I, Tom? So this is what I learned uh, from uh, Luke X. Cunningham, who learned Quibi made their episodes, and he says that in quotes, 11 minutes to avoid paying union writers. Right. Everyone should MC hammer dance on their grave by pay- playing credits between each act. Instead of commercials, right. Quibi claimed a 10-minute episode was actually 40, quote, low-budget under 12-minute episodes, end quote, allowing them to skirt SAG, Actors Union, and WGA Writers Union minimums. They were a scab-based business wow. model. Wow. What that jerks. Sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That is maybe the word, like... I wish that I had known that when I started Quibi Corner, because this would have had a much different tone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad they're dead. <laughs> as Ocean often says, put up, we've lost. As I'm glad they're dead. dead. Now it's That's Ocean's right. Corner. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I think, marks the end of Quibi Corner. Wow. Put a fork in it. We are done wow that does make me feel better about it not that i felt worse or anything i felt nothing about any of it who was it that said everyone in the world watched the princess bride oh mandy lambasted us for something that i had never heard of at all yeah i've been i know all i know is that the uh billboard it's not even a billboard it's a bus board meaning it just lives in the little glass case next to the bus stop across the street from my pet smart 
has clearly been bought for the rest of time by Quibi. Because I yeah. walk by and there's a new show every single day. And it's like Christopher Waltz. And it's called like Jacket. And I'm like, I don't know what that's about. Oh. And then it's like, uh, you know, Anna Kendrick. And she's like, yogurt. And I'm like, what? Now you're just naming things. <laughs> I'm wondering how long they will still change posters. <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, you know what that's called? The bus thing? You know what that's no. called? It's a vestibule. Really? And I know that because I did a I did a bit a while ago where I was getting royalties for appearances in bus vestibules. <laughs> Wait, really? <That's> right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's real. You were like in a print yeah. shoot or I was. Wow. Yeah. We, yeah. You get royalties for print shoots? Not not anymore. It was part of the it was part of a whole campaign. And it kept running Apple? and I was on cable and yeah, it was the oh, Apple. The Apple. That was a long time ago, but so yeah, adorable. It was a long, it was 20 years. Yeah, I know. But it was a vestibule. That's what you get. We can get a little printout. It says dot, 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 bus vestibules. vestibule money. Ooh. Oh, sweet, sweet, hot vestibule money. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about Cinemark? Sure. Sure. What do they got going on? Well, it's an interesting concept, right? And so um, I, yeah. I, the, the basically Cinemark has uh, uh, sold over 22,000 private watch parties. And so what, the, what they're doing is they are renting out theaters um, for $99 a $99 a pop, right? So the idea is that you'd have about, you know, the minimum, wow. I think, is 10 people. Right, you'd have to you have to have a minimum of ten people to then you know rent out these theaters, and that you can rent them theater. So that way you could go see a movie in the theater with you and you know ten of your friends that are in your bubble. Oh wow, that sounds dope. It's yeah. So they, they people are actually doing the private watch parties, and so it looks like it's being successful because I admittedly was a naysayer to it at first because I still had apparently early COVID you know restrictions in my head or thoughts in my head. I'm sure. like, well, I don't have. You know, my bubble doesn't necessarily include, you know, 10 people. And even if it does, are we going to agree on a movie? And, you know, will everybody want to see 10? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Don't get you me know, started so, on snacks. No, exactly. I, yeah. I have no bubble. I'm just excited because my Arclight Sherman Oaks is across the street from a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so so I, I, I like the idea of this. I like the idea, you know, of having it where, you know, can help theater stay in business. And, you know, anything that's good for, good for that is, you know, good for entertainment things coming out. It's not going to drive enough business that, you know, these movies that have been delayed are then going to come out for this. Uh, but it is an right. interesting thing of where it's like, well, A, you have to have that many people that you're comfortable with being in an indoor enclosed space for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, and, you know, and, and watch the movie. But, you know, price-wise, the $99 price point is, is good, you know, and I like that. But, yeah, I don't, I don't have And I guess right you now. could sit, like, each of your friends sit in a different row, but then it's starting to miss the point. It, of it, a it fun is get together. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it is. It is starting. To miss, yeah, definitely misses the point of that. But then also, you know, it is an enclosed, not super yeah. well ventilated place, right? Yeah. So you have to. So the people that you're going with, you better be really comfortable with. That right, you, that you're doing that, and so you know, and then I think that they're going to have this initial uh, salvo that comes out. You know, these these twenty two thousand private watch parties will all watch. You know, tenant and tenant. And then, uh, and then after, after they've seen it, then you know, then I don't know if it'll probably die back down. Either it'll tie back down, or it'll become the new like norm. Like this is what happened to karaoke, right? Like there are still karaoke bars, but really, when you want a karaoke, you get with your friends and you go get a room. Get a room. It's the best way to okie. <laughs> this is the best way yes. to okie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, okie, okie means something. That's all right. A minute ago, you said right. dope, Tom, and I didn't. I won't you have don't it. Like dope. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um. I'm not sure it works in, in I'm not sure it works for you. 
Well, that's cool. I would like to do that if I had friends that I trusted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I have tons of friends to trust, but I don't even trust myself. I mean, I'm not doing anything. I did just get back from yeah. a vacation with my parents. We super quarantined oh, and all got they drove. You shared a bio. They drove from Colorado and I drove from here to Carpinteria, California, which is a fancy beach city about an hour and a half from me and 8,000 hours from them. So they deserve all the credit. But then we just had our own um, Airbnb, which had been cleaned. And when I showed up, they had me reclean it. And then it's a gated community. <laughs> so it's not like the beach was crazy. And it was really nice. It was the most human thing I've done other than go to a socially distanced wedding since March. And I hugged my mom. Jealous. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, jealous. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. I haven't, yeah. I haven't hugged my mom in quite some time. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah so Aww. it was very nice and I loved it a lot. But either way, I'm not going to movies right. with those fools. I was, I was going to ask. Like, did, you, <laughs> did you guys run out of theater too? And yeah. We rented hey, we rented out three sunny different carpenteria. Theaters. It was yeah. not economical <laughs> at all. Yeah. All yeah. right. Speaking of uh running out the end of a bit, let's talk about Fast and the Furious. Oh. And and they're taking it up to eleven. So so the Fast and the Furious, yeah, so I I, I put this out there, but they was um I I realized the Fast and Furious has you know F nine as as, as the new Fast and Furious movie is called was has been delayed a year. It's supposed to come out in May of this year, and now it's uh, it was April, then May, and now of next year. So okay. that, so that we will you know we'll all get our you know uh, Vin Diesel fix then. But um, the so what they've decided is they were going to end the franchise at ten, and they decided well this story is too complicated. To, to boil it down to one movie like that, right? So what, what you need the whole is you need this one loose angle. What are they talking you need about? To, you need to split this Wait. into two movies so that way you can let the, uh, the all the all the complex plot points oh, breathe and, so and then culminate answers. finally in 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 in, uh, in F eleven, <laughs> right? So yeah, so that and also it allows you to you know have a couple of you know nice Monty Python jokes you know about taking it up to eleven, but also you know it gives a nice round number. So so instead of just one, there will be three. So instead of only two more, you will now get three more Fast and the Furious movies. And as much as I like to make fun of these, I watch every one of them. Uh, you know, I oh, love them. Yeah. They are great. It is, it, is, it is some perfect entertainment for about two hours that you will forget about two hours later. So then you can, they become rewatchable because, you know, they're all, all the plots are the same. <laughs> None of the stuff matters. Logic is irrelevant, and it's it, they are great fun. So I'm looking forward to watching all three of them. I hopefully they'll. I don't use, like your tone, Tom. They'll use the <laughs> Once again, to add a few more characters. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Everything, every movie has well, like 900 people in it. There, there is an internet rumor floating around that they're going to bring back one of the characters that died in two of the movies. So, so he died twice. Yeah, there's a character Han. Yeah, Han. Yeah, he's a Han. He's a great character. He died in Fast and Furious three. Then they brought him back in four because that was in the previous time. Then they carried that along, and then they killed him again. In I don't remember if it was the end of Fast Five Six. I think it was the end of Six where they killed him again. So that that allowed them to bring Jason Statham in, who apparently got to kill one of their best friends, hunts them down for a bit, but now he hangs with them and they all roll together. Does that make sense? No. Because is it such a absolutely yeah, and that's what these movies because they had that comical office fight when they were in the. It was great. It was a. It was a. It was a comedy bit of curiosity. Yeah, Jason. I am here for. 
all of the Jason Lynn, uh, especially the Jason Lynn yeah. uh, or Justin Lynn uh, Fast and Furious. I just uh, he leveled up a lot of and of what was already a just ridiculous concept and film. I'm here for all of it. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make it any <laughs> any less fun to think about the fact that the movie was too complicated yes. to that they have to split yeah. it up. I can't. Yeah. I can't with this yeah. thing. Too much. Do you think he's still going to be all about family? I don't care. <laughs> I like the one that was kind of like a heist. Yes. That yes. was a good one. That was like kind of almost. Was that the same one where they threw them out of the planes? They threw the cars no, out of the planes? That was, that was the, early that was the on. That was the next one. He's talking about Fast. Okay. I think it was Fast Five was the that one was they were like in Brazil. That was like almost a legitimately the, yeah. good movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I cried about Mall, Mall Walker. Mall Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he, he died in real life, and that was sad that they, you know, had this. That nice was that was the saddest. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that that part right. was sad, but uh, I think yeah. it's Spinal Tap that takes it up to eleven. That's my only other note. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is, and I think that's you know, I I want to say somewhere I know someone thought, hey, this is part of why we're going to do eleven, right? To just be able to say that about this franchise, just to do that, okay. yeah, because they so it was marketing, yes, and since the entire franchise is driven by marketing, absolutely, uh, yeah, it's yes. great. Okay, um, I. Uh, I want to. When do we get to talk about Ted Lasso? I, 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 I would love to talk about Ted Lasso now. Have either of you seen Ted Lasso? No, I've heard good things, and I love Jason Sudeikis. Yes, so I've almost finished my second complete watch. Oh, oh, okay. You so it. you see, oh, you, know, you see, then you wow, you're even further ahead than, than I am. It is my favorite thing that has ever been put on television. Yeah, in terms is, of like a thematic comedy, it is insanely really? good. Yes, I we yeah. uh, got it's on Apple TV Plus. It's a television show they put out, and I, I'll admit I discovered it this weekend. Uh, the wife and I were like, "What do you want to watch?" And like, "Well, we'll just throw this on to see what it is because we, you know, had some time to, you know, but we thought we'd throw it on as a background show, you know, and oh, and, it's not know, a background. Show. It's not a background show. So it is. So it a is funny. And B, it is one of the. It is probably the most heartfelt show that that I've ever seen. In that, um, the, the premise. Let me back up. The premise of the story is the premise of the show is Ted Lasso is a football. He's a Division two college football coach, and he has been hired to coach a fictitious in, in America Division two football in America, and he's been hired to co to coach a fictitious premier soccer team in England. And so, of course, it's, you know, you start off with the regular fish out of water impression, you know, the fish, fish out of water story. He has no idea about soccer, you know, anything about soccer. He's like, you know, we're going to do the best we can, win or lose. And then they say, the reporters tell him, tie. And he's like, oh, yeah, you guys tie too. Right. So he's learning everything as he goes. But, um, and he's completely out of his depth. But he is, his character is not only funny, but the nicest person ever. Oh, that's right. And nice. he overcomes. They, they, he overcomes various roadblocks and obstacles by, you know, ba basically, uh, you know, overcomes it with niceness and overcomes it with this sweetness and this warm heartedness. And the show, uh, one of the things it does with the comedic beats, usually shows like this are cynical, right? Anytime, you know, right. something's going to, something bad is going to happen or something, you know, there can be a conflict. They come up with a cynical way to do it. Or it's like, you know, I must win and, and hurt your feelings and make you look bad. So then I feel better and everything's great. But or then the person, the fish out of water is for no reason, an overconfident idiot. Exactly. Like Michael Scott or every Will Ferrell exactly. character. Ex exactly. Yeah. Now, yes. and, and the thing is, Ted Lasso is in some ways a little bit of an overconfident idiot, but his heart is in such the right place. He's That's overconfident great. about his ability to, coach people he doesn't care about wins and losses and things like that but he's all about the relationships of people making everybody be a better version of whatever person they can be and so the the show 
is is amazing in that it not only makes you laugh, but then whenever problems are being resolved, you're actually then smiling and you're kind of rooting for everybody in as through through this process. And so I cannot recommend this show highly enough. It wow. is it is by far the, it's the greatest single camera sitcom I've seen in you know years. Wow! All right, it is. Have you so have you finished it? I, I have not. We we did the first four. And then we stop for a minute and then we're like, okay, we're going to watch it later. And now it, it's almost like the special jewel. We're like saving it yeah. for, you know, for a weekend so we can really, you know, sit down and, and focus on it. I've gushed about this everywhere um, because I just, I love it so much. And it's one of those that on this, on now the second watch, it is every bit as rewarding, especially watching it with people who haven't seen it before, because by episode two or three, there is this just permafixed face of joy planted on their faces. Like it's just, it's just incredible um, how quickly you buy into wow. this. And I can't, I honestly, I'm, it surprises me a little bit that you're gushing as much and you haven't seen episodes eight or nine. Um, no. the, is that how what long I it love is? Is so, episodes? it's 10, it's 10 episodes for the first season. And Tommy, I'm telling you, by episode 10, it feels it's already been signed for a second season. I honestly don't care. Like I could be finished and just make this a perfect. It's a perfect 10 uh -huh. episodes of wonder. But there is some writing in here that is stuff I want to study. It is a show that in, in terms of a narrative structure, it takes goodness and kindness and demonstrates that it can be as complex and emotionally enveloping as any of our that that sort of sardonic sort of um, celebration yeah. of like of what you guys were talking about earlier about the the, the Schadenfreude right like it it does it's not funny if it doesn't hurt well it turns out it's funny if it doesn't hurt if you do it right and these guys. Man, they do it right. And so Brendan Hunt and uh, Joe Kelly uh, and Jason Sudeikis and Bill Lawrence, like this team, they they deserve whatever they get and yeah. they should get all of wow. it. Um, Phoebe Walsh and Brett Goldstein. Uh, and I should also say that uh, Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt, Sudeikis obviously plays Ted Lasso and Brendan Hunt plays Coach Beard. And as a pair, they are incredible they yeah. figured out so quickly how to become a perfect on-screen duo i cannot celebrate this enough yeah. this everybody in the show is great man yeah. oh man it, you and, know how you and, feel about community yeah. tom yeah welcome to ted last okay. and, and and the other thing too from a even from a broader audience perspective as well and i'll just throw this in for people that aren't into sports you really don't have to know anything about soccer to appreciate this movie. This movie, yeah, this, this ask, show. Like how other than is it? yeah, yeah, you need to understand that soccer is a game that is played on grass and that you score points to win, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> that's that's you now yeah. know that yeah, it's really that's it's really not all about you have to understand is that right there that it happens, and so yep. and even when they talk about it in the games, it's like okay, we're gonna play a game and then cut to the game's over, and that now we're okay. You know, and, and where they're, they're I would say also, I mean, just why, get ready for some fantastic just breakouts because Juno Temple, I want her to be in everything. Uh, Tohib Jimo plays Sam Obasanya, uh, Obasanya, uh, Obasanya, however he it's pronounced, and he is a joy to watch in everything he does. Beyond, uh, Nick Muhammad uh, plays Nate the Great, and he is just fantastic. These are names to watch. Uh, Hannah Waddingham has been around for a long time. She plays Rebecca. And she is uh, fantastic. These, I mean, these people 
uh, we're going to, I think we're going to see them everywhere. This is going to be one of those shows. It was just a sleeper and now it is, um, it's really worth it. And uh, Brene Brown did a whole oh. show dedicated to Brendan Hunt and about um, humility and or Sudeikis uh, about Ted, the Ted Lassoification of goodness and kindness in our, wow. in our journey for mental health. Yeah, no, she's, she's like up in it. This it's, this is that good. I know we've set the bar officially way too high. You know what, Tom? It's really kind of a dumpster fire. I hope you find no, something redeeming out of it. I That's that your job. Because you said Brene Brown is up in it. And that made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't even know why it made me you uncomfortable, know, but it made me know, uncomfortable. I was like, and, and, and Tommy, Brown. I'm going to, I'm going to contradict what Pete just said. We set oh. the bar at the right place. Wow. And this <laughs> this show is that great. I have written Ted yes. Lasso and yes. covered it in stars. All right. And this yeah, yellow stick. That's how Ted Lasso yeah, would do it. I'm going to eat this yellow stick. <laughs> tomorrow when I start choking, I'll be like, why am I? And I'll be like, oh, right, Ted Lasso. Yeah. So good. Because I bought an Apple TV, like the little Roku-ish thing. So mm -hmm. I have a whole free year of Apple TV. Yeah. And now instead yes, of yes. rewatching Servant, just kidding, I wasn't watching that. I will watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> I am. I'm, I think I'm watching the screensaver behind you right now. Oh yes, you are. It's the Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's a, here's a, something that I wanted to ask about that. This. Do you think that satellite is is like up in space going? Me I'm solving so many crimes and there's no spies getting away on my watch. Look out, Russia. And instead he has no idea or she that it's just in charge of letting me look at the earth when I'm not watching like the British Bake Off. <laughs> I don't want to tell it. I want it to have its own dreams. But I bet that satellite is like G.I. Joe or whatever satellites sing when they're all proud of themselves. And I'm like, yeah, in five seconds, you're going to be like octopuses or whales. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was an excellent segue to whatever comes next. <laughs> trailers. Let's do trailers. I want to talk. I can't believe that nobody has brought this up just because of who is in it. Uh, and when I say nobody, I mean Andy. It's his fault. I'm surprised he hasn't just barged in here to, to this tell us about news of the world starring Tom Hanks, the one and only Tom Hanks. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Captain Jefferson Kyle Kidd, and I'm here tonight to bring the news from across this great world of ours. So they pay you to tell stories. I ain't never heard of that as a thing a man can do. Well, it's not a rich man's occupation, as you can see. Do you understand English? Sorry, I call but uh friend. Says your name is Johanna Leonberger. Indians took you when they attacked your family six years prior. The mother, father, and sister were well, they passed. It is a Western drama written. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Co-written and directed by Paul Greengrass. Oh, Paul. What's happened? What? Doing Why the... are you angry at Paul? I'm not angry at Paul, but I just <laughs> after... Okay. 
the Bourne right. movies or it's like what I got yeah he's the Bourne yeah, movie. Like, what what, do you do? That, was that the Paul do you feel that that was the the upswing of his career downswing well yeah I'm worried that it was the upswing mm-hmm. I would love to see more I would love to see okay enough back to back to the trailer mm-hmm. this is news of the world this thing it is Tom Hanks he is in this movie he plays Captain uh Jefferson Kyle kid and it's essentially uh it, it's a journey movie he's got this this girl who doesn't speak English and he's taking her across country to return her to her people. Uh, he is a civil, civil War veteran, and um, the girl was originally kidnapped by the Kiowa people. And uh, so he is taking her hundreds of miles through the dangerous terrain uh, to find a place that they can call home. And I'm telling you, I watch this movie. I you want so much of this movie. I mean, the trailer. I watch the trailer. I want so much of it. And I, I thought it, this is. Am I being sedated right now? This, what is going on in this movie? I am so bored. I'm so bored with this trailer. This is not provocative. Tom, I just watched Greystoke, Greyhound, Greyhound, Greyhound. <laughs> also Greyhound. Apple yeah. TV. Yes. And uh, it was the movie that he right. wrote uh, about the the battleship. And I thought it was the same thing. Like, I, I felt like this movie has so much potential. I want so much of this movie. And it, I am not connecting to it. I have no emotional connection to this movie. As you can tell, I can Wait. barely remember their names. <laughs> Wait a minute. So for the yeah. Civil War, so the, the, with this news of the world thing, I'm, I'm kind of with you here. I actually cringed about it for different reasons, which we, which we can discuss, but you didn't like Greyhound either? Yeah, I was just bored. I mean, it was fine. Was it was a fine. It was the fine. Whole way. Once they, edge of once your they, seat. So, yes, once they get the trips and they're, you get to the, the pit, and then from then on, it's it's straight up. Their U-boats are hunting them down, and the, you know, the Germans are taunting them on the radio. He can't stop to eat. He can't stop to do anything. He has to command his troops and everything like that. It's a really complicated process to get everything going, especially back then when everything's analog and their orders have to be repeated three or four times. I mean, that movie was If like, I have to think about Tom Hanks, Captain Tom Hanks, yeah feet and his blisters and slippers one more time i'm gonna eat those slippers Look, ocean that, that was after uh, that was after a full night on his feet commanding the troops How trying to keep them alive and get them beat. and get them and get the <laughs> get the troops safely uh across to so they can fight right. in world war ii all right back yeah. to okay news of the world. All right. back to news of the world Pete, when I watched, I'm glad to hear, because I was afraid you're going to be like, oh my God, my pick of the year. I watched this trailer and it looks like a fake trailer that's in another movie. It looks like it is far from finished. The CGI is Mm -hmm. a disaster. And it looks like it's all like too tight. And it's like, I feel like they've only really shot 8% of it. And so they're really like leaning on. And then at the very end, he goes, and that's the news of the world. <laughs> like <laughs> can the this newspaper thing has nothing to do with this girl who's like horse. And he's like, great, you nailed it. Like, it's so weird. The fact that it said Paul Greengrass, I was like, oh, man, because he is quality. What's, hap- what's right. happening? I think that they've released this trailer way too early because it just doesn't look ready or real or anything. The title right now is a disaster because they just have to have someone randomly say, well, knock, knock, who's there? News of the world. <laughs> I don't understand why it's trying to be the postman. And I, there's no, chem- I mean, I don't, I think it looks, it's so weird. 
I think that they're flooding it. I felt exactly the same way. I can't believe you guys were like, you guys were like giving me trouble about saying, oh, I'm worried about Paul Greengrass. And then this is exactly my point. Paul Greengrass, what are you doing? With Tom Hanks, you this is like the this is just like magical goodness material that you are working with. And what is going on with it's what's weird. coming it's out like of does, it? This trailer is does nonsense. He just, anytime he's a captain, he has to sign on to the movie. This is like his ninth <laughs> captain. And this one, he didn't even read the script. Like originally, it was the horse talking. No, this one looks really weird, and it's I feel yes. but so weird. I feel it's just not ready. It, it wasn't yeah. ready. They're they're faking a Christmas release. It's going to get maybe sold to Apple or something like that, just like Greyhound was. I don't know what's yep. happening, but it's really weird looking. I, I don't. I don't think All Apple right. TV's going to take this. I don't think. There great, we go. Yeah, yeah, Apple TV goes, yeah. This isn't. This isn't a high enough quality product. You old us. curmudgeon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel better so, now. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, who's next? Uh, it's Ocean. I am next. What do you got? And this looks, my. this on the other hand, looks ready and good and like a movie <laughs> should. That wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it did. Yes. Well, my, my movie is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And so with a title like that, I had to know what's going on here. A one, a two, a you know what to do. This would be an empty world without the blues. I try to take that emptiness and fill it up with something. But they want to call me Mother Blues. That's all right with me. It don't hurt none. <laughs> Way down south and Where's the, uh, the horn player? I got a friend. Come on, Levy. You rehearse like everybody else. I'm gonna get me a band and make me some records. I know how to play real music, not this jug band shit. We call that playing music. I know what I'm doing. Go on and fire me, I don't care. When I got there, they began to say. That's to get the people's attention. That's when you and Slow Drag come in with the rhythm part. Me and Cutler play on the break. And it is, uh, so the synopsis of the movie is it's uh, based in Chicago, 1927, at a recording session. And uh, the tensions are rising between Ma Rainey, um, her ambitious horn player, and the management, the white management determined to control the uncontrollable mother of the blues. And it's based on um, a Pulitzer uh, Prize winner, August Wilson's play. Uh, so Ma Rainey is uh, considered the mother of the blues. Um, she was, uh, she is a real blue singer from the twenties. She was born as Gertrude Pridgett. Um, and so the, this story looks good. Not only the trailer looks good as far as what they're showing or, you know, there's, um, you know, it looks, uh, it looks great from the, you know, the actors. I mean, uh, Viola Davis looks great. Um, you know, great and very entertaining. I actually didn't recognize her at first until mm-hmm. she started kind of talking. And then even she did some of her movements. And then I started realizing that that's from how to get away with murder. I know, I know that actress anywhere. Right. And then, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and then she had this, cause she has these, you know, she's made up to look, you know, look. You know, of more of the time than twenty, she has a, a mouthful of fake uh, metal teeth. Um, you know, as, as yeah. you have back then, and, and those cheekbones. She's got yeah, those yeah, cheekbones. Yes, yeah. And so she looks great. And it is also Chadwick Boseman's last um, mm, film performance. Yeah. Right, it's his last performance, and he and he look he looks great. And is being a young horn player who is trying to figure out how to how does he also make his mark? And right, he has he has ambitions too. He's not there just to be 
you know, Ma Rainey's horn player, he also wants to then, you know, advance his career, you know, and get more of his ring so he can be more of a star. Um, and the the setting of the movie that, that I found as well has the the format looks very entertaining in that the the entire movie is going to take place, this is what I read, in the course of a day. It's in the course of a recording session. And that there are stories being told by one character to another. And so you see the rest of the movie in flashbacks as far as what, you know, that's and that's how you, that's how they build in the plot and the tension among the characters and everything that you then see in this recording session. So it, it, it looks, to me, it looks, you know, looks very entertaining. And I do like that they are telling the story of someone who was a true, you know, a, a real 1920s, uh, blues singer. She was very influential. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1990. She has a postage stamp in her honor. Uh, in, in 1994, her song "Sea Rider Blues" was in, in, put, placed into the Library of Congress. Mm. And so, yeah, so 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 Ma Rainey has had a a massive effect oh, as yeah. far as the influence of uh, blues and music over the past 100 years. I've seen the play, the August Wilson play, on stage, uh, and it's very yeah. good and it's interesting. It leads me into the kind of movie that I like that traditionally studios don't. Traditionally, studios have always had a rule. If it would make a good play, it makes a terrible movie. I, compl- I Yeah, it was like Fences. I we just dealt with disagree. that. With the, I think that's yeah. such short thinking. But uh, yep. this, I think, would lend itself with a smart directing. And it looks like he's doing a great job. I don't know a ton of the director's work, but I know one. director's name is George C. Wolfe, and he directed Lackawanna Blues for HBO eight million years ago. And I really love yeah. that movie. I thought that had so much style and so much presence and confidence for someone that really hadn't done that much before. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Well, and speaking of Chadwick Boseman, uh, it's interesting and sad that his portrayal of this character and his age is really accentuated by his what his what his illness was doing to his body as it was as they were shooting. Right. He is he is a smaller man than he's ever been. Uh, He had lost so much weight and you can just see it. He's just swimming in his clothes, but it it also really works for that character. It it does. It Uh, does. And, you know, hell of a way to go out. Yeah. And it looks like, you know, and honestly, even with the character, it looks like you you would think that, you know, had had Chad was not tragically died, you would think, hey, he's just a really committed actor that lost a bunch of weight for the role and then he's going to bulk back up for Black Panther 2. But. But yeah, that, right. his size was uh, from that. Although, and there is, you know, the buzz that, you know, the, Chadwick Boseman has, you know, kind of now from a movie credit standpoint, ended with, you know, a couple of really great movies, right? He ended, he had the supporting role in The Five Bloods, uh, which where he was great. And then he's going to have yep. the, uh, the supporting slash lead role in in this movie. And, and so there's actually, there's already talk about whether or not he would be nominated for an Oscar for one, if not both mm-hmm. uh, roles. Yeah. So. Amazing. Uh, Tommy, what do you got? Oh, man. This movie is a, it's a documentary. It's called Fireball. And it's that old weirdo, Werner Herzog, saying, have you thought much about meteorites? Roll the clip. Are we doing clips? Throughout history, meteorites have captivated human imagination. One of these stones from darker worlds has its own story. And the bigger ones have changed entire landscapes. But they also have left a deep impact on cultures. Our voyage took us to where 
ever large fireballs had plunged down to earth. I mainly am excited about this movie for two reasons. One, I truly enjoy listening to Werner Herzog talk. What if the penguins are coming to kill you? <laughs> Have you ever tasted a meteorite? It tastes just like the sun's fear. And you're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, Werner? And he's like, I'd be pretty good at the dinner party. I find him fascinating all the time. And what I liked about this is for something that seems to be cobbled together from what I counted maybe six set pieces that they just filmed the S word out of. It's still very like, you know what's cool? Meteorite impacts. You know what's exciting? Meteorite impacts. You know what can we can all relate to in a way that weirdly had me cheering? Kind of like what you were going with about um, Ted Lasso, about isn't it nice to have something about the world uniting in a time when we are the most fractious ever um, that it was just sort of this of like a bunch of people being like, yeah. we're stardust and what? And, <laughs> and the whole time we're her songs like, uh, do you know what meteorite is spelled backwards? And you're like, shut up, Werner. <laughs> but it just looks really pretty. I'm It's Apple TV, so I got a free here, as I already said. I'm probably going to go back and forth between Ted Lasso and Fireball. But I think it's an interesting, it's a basically interesting idea. And I've never thought about the idea that something like meteorites can really tell a story about the human race. And I'm in. He films, and he films really beautiful documentaries, as has yes. been seen in the, uh, hey, here's a cave painting. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> Do you remember what it was called? I don't remember what it but was called. But it was called. all about um, cave paintings and about how it's yeah, important right. to look at them because they all are talking about meteorites. What if he's just been talking about meteorites this whole time? <laughs> Oh, I, I got to tell, tell you, Tommy, they, got, they should hire you for their marketing because um, when I saw this trailer, like, What's I, was like, yeah. I was like, hey, that looks like an interesting topic. Skip. Yeah. And now, Came forgotten dreams. and now hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, well, if it's like that, then, you know, maybe I would, uh, would, uh, would, check, it, would check it out. But yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it, it, looked, it looked more like it was an interesting, for, for me personally, it was more like, a, it's an interesting idea. Yes. Okay, you're gonna you're then going to take, you know, the idea of meteorites, but it's not, you know, the, the other part of that equation, which to me looked like they're not only looking at it scientifically, they're also looking at it in terms of how, how does it affect mythology and religious right. significance throughout throughout time, you know, and, and how meteor impacts have been you know, incorporated in various cultures in the, you know, throughout history. And that's so, my entry point. That's when I'm like, okay. oh, because yeah. I love uh, the oral tradition, I love folklore, mm -hmm. I love all that stuff, so I'd like to right. see it past just it being yeah. made of the sun sphere or whatever I said before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was Cave of Forgotten Dreams. Cave of Forgotten yeah. Dreams. What, yeah. I was close. What and did I say? Hey, there's a cave painting. He learned that they were all painted with mayonnaise. <laughs> it was amazing. He's incredible. Yeah. Uh, when do we get to see it? When does we'll it drop? We'll never know. I always forget to do that one part. Every every week, I'm asked to do so yes. little. Um, October 16th, 2020. Nope. Clearly, that's when this was uh, uploaded. November 13th, Pete, on Apple TV+. Plus. Excellent. Oh, yes. I can't wait. I Way to go. Everyone All right. should go out and see my movie. It's about rocks, <laughs> but they come from space. So they seem like they'd be hot, but they're probably cold. Oh, I'm Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> 
you, you know, now I want to watch you narrate this. That's really Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah. God, if you so, could take over yeah. for every <laughs> nature documentary. I got a, I got a draft. Are you ready? You have a draft. What does that draft? mean? Like, yeah, like this. We're going to do a draft. You know, it's election season, everybody. And uh, I thought we are, <laughs> as you said, Tommy, we're divided as a nation. And I thought, what better time to take take just a few moments together, the three of us, and walk through some of America's favorite fake presidents. Oh, like and we did see the, scary, which, the spooky yeah. monsters were deciding. That's exactly right. right. Except for this time, we're talking about our favorite fake presidents. Since we've lived through the last four years with a fake president, what do you Ooh, think would happen if one of, one of these fake presidents actually took over as commander? In chief, I have 16 fake presidents and I'm going to run down them quickly now and then we shall draft them and see who is our purported next fake president, according to the next real draft or like a like a final four. Like we're going to pick like a final Final four, four. final four. All right. Except for it's a final one. Because we will end with a president. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we're going to start with uh, President Mackenzie Allen. That's Gina Davis in Commander in Chief. Uh, and that is a. Obviously yeah, the 16th seed. It. Okay. Yes, yeah, right. It's 16th <laughs> seed. And sh- uh, uh, running against President Selena Meyer, the very popular Julia Louis Dreyfus oh, in V. Why, mm, why are we even yep. talking? It's Selena Meyer. Whoa. Ocean. Do you, don't you, do you want to hear them all first? Oh, I thought, I thought, I'll we give were you there, all I thought you were 16 versus one, and then you just, do, oh. yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay, okay, just, okay. I'm just going to say all 16. No, I'm going to say Save some time. Just save some time. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I stand with Ocean. Hashtag. Okay. You put the, is there any conversation about put the Mackenzie the Allen and Selena? Um, are we Versus. voting on who would be a good president for America, or are we voting for who we like more in their pop culture duda ocean? Here's what we have to decide. I think we should decide who would be the better person for America, because otherwise we're just talking about personal taste. That's my thinking. What do you think, Pete? What do you think, Ocean? You're the only two voices, other than mine. I'm going to ask Werner. I was definitely going with which president I liked better. Um, So... (laughs) Because, like, so, for yeah, instance, so, I love Julie Louis-Dreyfus in Veep. She's also horrible <laughs> as a candidate. Like, she's terrible, <laughs> and she's narcissistic and probably more like most things. And I don't know what commander-in-chief is, so I don't... What do you think? Yeah, like, Gina Davis is a very different... It's a very different yeah, portrayal yeah. of the president. She's very what serious. Think? What do you well, want to do, well, It's up to us. Yeah, it is kind of up to us. I, I think that really, honestly, either way, I would probably still pick Veep, because I, I don't... The the characteristics that you describe with Selena Meyer, I, I don't think that are, those are unique to her. I, I think that you would Good find point. that in just a lot of those characters you'd find that in most, in all the politicians, but, you know, uh, presidents. And so, uh, you know, and also she, um, that show, you, you know, I guess I'm also biased because that show, that show to me is, um, you know, one of the, the holy trinity of how people view politics through entertainment. Right. And, and what I mean by that is that, the, especially when that show was out, um, it, the West Wing was shortly, uh, had shortly ended, House of Cards was out, and Veep was out. Right. And most people viewed, you know, through, through entertainment, you, you, you kind of viewed the, the, our real politicians as one of three ways. Were they like Martin Sheen's White House, where they were, you know, smart people that idealistic. were trying to do the right thing, and idealistic, and hopefully, you know, working for the betterment of the country. Were they like yeah. uh, Kevin 
Kevin Spacey's character. Oh goodness, I'm blanking on his name from House of Cards. We're but, not allowed to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Him. So yeah, from House uh, of Cards, where they hands you know, down your pants was his. Okay, name. yeah. So but, well, that was not the character's name. So. Well, well, just <laughs> the, hold on because we're going to be talking about well, them he, in just a minute. But what do you what do you think that means for this? So pick? I vote that what we decide is who. We, it's a slight mix of both. Who and you don't even have to say whether you like Trump or not, but who you would like to, if we had to pick one of these people, who would you would like to be the next president after Trump? You're not allowed to vote for Biden. You have to vote for one of these fictionals. Got it. Okay, I, that that works for me. That makes it easy. Let's try that. You, you have to vote for them as the next president. Yeah, yeah, right. that's good. Got it. That's good. All right, Selena right. Meyer. Uh, Selena Meyer. <laughs> Okay, Selena Meyer it is the next. Our next uh, uh, dueling president's president, Thomas J. Whitmore. That's Bill Pullman in Independence Day. Ooh. Oh, he was good. Versus President Josiah Jed Bartlett, Martin Sheen in the West Gotta Wing. Gotta be Martin Sheen. For, yeah, Martin Sheen. Yeah. I mean, but I, I but mean, that's a tougher... I mean, Martin Sheen's going to be tough is. to lose. It is. Unless but, aliens invade, in which case I, I'm going to I'm gonna want uh, Bill Pullman We're going to go back for Pullman. Yeah, but until yeah. the aliens invade, I'm going to go Martin Sheen the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. President, the president, played by Billy Bob Thornton in Love Actually. Oh, right. Versus President Benjamin Asher, Aaron Eckhart in Olympus Has Fallen. Ooh. I'm going to have to say Aaron Eckhart, Olympus Has Fallen, because Billy Bob Thornton was the epitome of uh, ugly American. In American imperialism and exceptionalism in Love Actually. Uh, so yeah, I would no. have to go, we have enough of that. So I'm personally going to go with uh, Aaron Eckhart, Ocean. I, I have not signed, seen either of those. So I'm going to concede, I will concede my time to the gentleman from, oh. uh, from oh. California. Well, then yeah. I'm reclaiming my time and I'm going to yes. say something <laughs> I said even louder. And yet I persisted, timely. the next one is uh president james dale that would be jack nicholson and his portrayal of president in mars attacks wow (laughs) versus president you're forgiven in advance if you haven't seen this president marcus robbins anybody know who that where that comes from i I do not that'd be mark cuban's portrayal of the president in sharknado 3 oh hell no (laughs) (laughs) It was called Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Yeah, there's an X. There's a they they had a real slammer at the end of that. Real. They put a bang at the end. Wow. Yeah. Sharknado 3. Oh, oh. so many. Mark Cuban. Did Cuban die in in the Sharknado 3 as the president or did he? I didn't. I I watched clips. Yeah, I didn't. It's not great. I didn't even see I don't know if he died. I'm sure he died. I hated Jack Nicholson's character in that president. I thought he was so sleazy so much in Mars Attacks. I'm just going to vote for the other guy. I'm going to go with Mark Cuban because I (laughs) love Shark Tank. (laughs) Oh, I see where you're going with that. That should go on Shark Tank. It'll be a hard pass, but we should still (laughs) do it. (laughs) Okay. How about President David Palmer? Played by Dennis Haysbert in twenty four, yeah. but you haven't even heard who he's you mean running against. The first against. black president on a major television show. Oh, that guy. The guy I mean, is, the, is he running against not, Jesus? No, I mean, he's what, not who, bad. Who, 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 who you no, think I'm pick he's on? running against President Andrew Shepard, played by Michael Douglas in The American President. Ooh, Michael Douglas was great. David Palmer, adorable. <laughs> yes, he was great. That was awesome. It was nice seeing a single, you know, a, a president figure out how to, you know. Get a girlfriend. Uh, but uh, David Palmer. Tommy. So he wasn't the president that turned out to be a mole. 
No, that was the that no. was two or three presidents later in twenty four. Got it. I joined uh, twenty four much later. Is he the one? My apologies. Is he the one that also sells car insurance? I like yes. him. Let's do him. He's yeah. great. Sorry, Michael. I do, I thought that was going to be uh, harder than does he sell insurance? I like him. <laughs> um, Next, we've got President James Marshall. That'd be Harrison Ford in Air oh, Force One. Oh, the fighting president. All right. Going up against President Merkin Muffley. That's Peter Sellers and Dr. Strangelove. Um, Harrison Ford. Air, Air Force me. One. Yeah. Yeah, Air Force One. Yeah. Seriously, Peter Sellers. I know, but if only because he's in color. In the round table. Oh, all right. How about President Beck? That would be Morgan Freeman in Deep Ooh. Impact. Ooh. Or... President James Sawyer. That'd be Jamie Foxx in White House Down. <laughs> I love, I'm on the record for being a Deep Impact over Armageddon fan, and I am the one. Um, yeah. But I love yeah. that Ellie turned out to be extension level event and not a mistress. Smart writing. That has weirdly <laughs> been copied three more times in popular fiction. Right? Ellie's it's very weird. popular. Uh, yeah. No, I will definitely go with Morgan Freeman. And I just watched now you see me too again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got a soft spot for for uh, Morgan Freeman. For old yeah. Morgan. All right. I, I do, and also Ocean. I I I give him kudos in the in the movie. The idea that you have to then make a speech that informs everybody, hey, this is the end of the world. Yeah. And, and deliver yeah. that in a believable manner, where you you know you're just saying, hey, this is this is it. It's going to hit us. We're all going to die. Yeah. The the so he pulls one up. up on Jamie Foxx. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, the epitome of right. smoke him if you got him, jerks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and our final in the uh, 16 seed here is Dave Kovich, played by Kevin Klein in the movie oh, Dave. So adorable. He he caught and a he fish is... this big. Wait, the actual president or the impersonator? Well, that became I have him as the impersonator. The impersonator. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good point, though. Uh, and he's going up against President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew <laughs> Herbert Camacho, Idiocracy. Terry Crews in Idiocracy. <laughs> For the betterment of the country, I'm going to have to go with Dave, but I like both pairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that you included him in this. All right. If we're going with the impersonator, I, I consider it an equally horrible oh. choice, but oh, but he but he caught a fish this big. He wasn't the actual president, so he was just some <laughs> dude. Right. Yeah. So, so all right. Yeah, I go with Dave. All right. Dave. Okay. Dave. So that puts us in our second round where we have uh Julia Louis Dreyfus, that's President Selena Meyer and Veep against Chad Bartlett. No, Chad Bartlett. The West Bartlett. I don't know if we're gonna beat mm -hmm. him. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. He had to and be in here. You know, oh, absolutely. In here. I would have been raised. So now we're done. Yeah. We're and now we're looking at President Benjamin Asher, Aaron Eckhart in Olympus Has Fallen versus President Marcus Robbins. That's Mark Cuban in Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. Mark Cuban. Because <laughs> at least Mark, yes. Cu Mark Cuban's going to make it to the Mark final Cuban round. isn't a punk that gets taken down by terrorists. He gets taken down by flying sharks. <laughs> More like, oh, hell yes. How about President David Palmer? Dennis Haysbert in 24 versus President James Marshall, Harrison Ford, Air Force One. David Palmer. I think oh. I'm going to say, what do we do if there's a tie? I think I'm going to say Harrison well, Ford, but it's close. Wouldn't Pete break the tie? I don't know. He made the okay. list. I know. Yeah, I made the yeah, list. Oh, so you can't how do we do it last time? I don't know what the no, rules do we do are. Do the rock, paper, scissors? 
you should rock, paper, rock, scissors. Scissors. That's what you should do. Right. Tom's great okay. at rock, paper, scissors. Yes. One, two, One, two three. three. Rock. Rock. One paper. paper. Oh, we do it right away. <laughs> I always forget that we do it right away. Here we go. One, two, three, okay. again. One, okay. two, One, two, three. Three. Scissors. Papers. Woo! <laughs> Get off my plane. Okay, okay. it's James. <laughs> James Marshall. Get off my plane, Ocean. Okay, yeah. that takes us to our uh, final in the second round. That's President Beck, Morgan Freeman, and Freeman in Deep Impact versus Dave. Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. One was oh, a real president, the other was not. True. Our next president is coming into focus. I wish it was this easy. Uh, all right, here we go. How about President James Marshall versus President Beck, Morgan Freeman? Oh, sorry. Uh, Air Force One, Harrison Ford okay. versus Deep Impact. Deep Impact. Deep Impact. A plane versus a country? Yeah. And how about uh, President uh, Jed Bartlett versus Marcus Robbins? Bartlett, because Marcus Robbins is is uh, Mark uh, is uh, Mark Cuban, right? Yeah, that's Mark yeah, Cuban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna take Bartlett. I shouldn't now. even allow Bartlett. you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that puts our our final winner, our final uh, matchup: President Morgan Freeman or President Jed Bartlett, mm. Martin Sheen, mm. in the West Wing. Well. Uh, let's do a opening argument. Ocean, you go. Morgan Freeman was able to take the situation of the, in the movie, second situation of an asteroid is coming to Earth to then mobilize NASA and various other forces to create bunkers to save part of the population mm. and then still stayed on the surface, didn't go down, didn't go down to hide, stayed on the surface to try to help guide a, a scared world through a, a tragedy. And then once it was over, then came back out to then leave this newly scared world into, into, That's you know, right. reuniting and becoming and be and gelling together, you know, as, as a, as a world now, because our entire existence as humans was uh, threatened. That is wonderful. And, Are you doing an yeah, argument for, and little Elijah Wood up that hill. Uh, so you're. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you doing one for both or you're just. So, and then I think for, for, Jeb Bartlett, I mean, he's just the, he's just the smartest guy in the room. However, he was deceitful in in hiding his disease from us <laughs> as as Americans uh, right. for for several years of his first term. You know, I mean, we, yes, we did eventually come it? around to try to forgive him, but at the same time, I don't remember. <laughs> right at, at the same time, he was kind of you know getting greedy for that brass ring. He wasn't necessarily. Staying out there to die with all of us in the world when the asteroids hit. It's so I think I'm going to lean toward. Cannot him. believe it's going this wow. way. Oh wow, Tom! Really so what are, what are your what, what are your what are your thoughts? Well, I will say this: after watching the latest HBO Max reunion special that the West Wing released, they did a staged reading of an older episode involving voting and stuff. Oh, the Hartford's Ferry. Yes, yes, great episode. Oof. Great episode. Mm -hmm. However, the president isn't in it that much. It really is more focused on Josh Lyman's character, trying to get the yep. couple in Connecticut to vote. Correct. So since we're voting for the president, but not the staff. Absolutely. No, but, so. but what it reminded me of is that in the world of Aaron Sorkin, who I deeply love, the president yes. is surrounded by... Nine people who talk exactly like the president. <laughs> Every, as was latest seen in the Chicago Seven, all eight of them are the same person, just with yeah. different neckties. Next week's draft is going to be for deputy chiefs of staff oh, as portrayed on screen. So Don't worry about it. In mind that he had the support of so many like-minded people, whereas Morgan Freeman can be seen as more of a team of rivals. 
referenced by uh, ex-president Obama, who talked about team of rivals from Lincoln having differing points and having to persevere through them. I am also going with Mark Cuban. No, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. In Morgan Deep Freeman. Impact. This is unprecedented and exciting. I was the one screaming that Jed Bartlett would never be beaten, but unfortunately he lives in a world which is so wonderfully, but unfortunately what's it called? Like overly virus and distraught free because it is written by someone that is setting him up for victory. Whereas Morgan Freeman was, again, smoking me if you've got them, bitches. <laughs> I cannot believe it. I, 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 yeah. That's amazing, I'm you guys. You, I, I what thought a Jed great Barley case. Would, would be the winner as well. But I yeah, really but no, thought I, Jed Barley no. would win. I honestly never even imagined that Morgan Free would make it in the final round. But the fact that he came out our winner, I thought it was going to be uh, Harrison Ford yeah. uh, and Jeb Bartlett, and Bartlett would be the winner. That's what I thought. They were like, well, Harrison Ford. Hero presidents. Put, I'm them, very happy with on, how this yeah. happened. You put them up on cool competitions. Yeah. I agree with that. And Bartlett was shot, so that makes up a part. <laughs> I'm a little bit disappointed that Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho didn't make was it. Was that really his name? That was his full that name. His name. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, because he like, they like electrolytes are what they crave. <laughs> All right. That was amazing. Let's go to the lists. Let's. Okay, the list we are talking about today, uh, we, you know, we went with, uh, we're talking about uh, Tentacles is the movie that we're talking about on the main show. Uh, It is a movie about an octopus, and octopuses don't have tentacles, they have arms. Trivia, we learned this. Uh, And so there are no tentacles in the movie Tentacles, in case you were wondering. But what they do have, amazingly, is a cast of characters and actors who are slumming it. What is John Huston doing in this movie? <laughs> Don't worry, you won't have to see, ask yourself that question for long. He's gone in about 30 minutes. Uh, Spoiler alert, <laughs> as so, Werner would say. Oh. And so we had to come up with a list of movies with actors who are in some way, shape, or form taken, <clears throat> taken one for the check. Uh, and so they are slumming into movies that are uh, below where you think they should be for their statues, stature. Now, this was hard for me to do because in some cases, I want to say the actor is slumming it when in fact it could just be a bad movie, right? Like, it doesn't... Doesn't that mean slum? Oh, you mean it turned out to be bad? Yeah. Not like he or she knew, or she or he knew that it was bad going in. It wasn't just a paycheck yes. until they showed up and was like, Brett Ratner. That's where I struggle. And there's another one that I have in here who is, uh, who was a really great actor who I think was slumming it, but I don't know if the actor was slumming it or if the producers of the film brought the actor in and didn't realize just how bad he'd gotten. Uh, oh, I yeah. think I actually might know who that is. I think you might. I think you might. Yeah. It's a, This one was high on my list, and I watched many clips of it today, and I regret it. I will never get that time back. So Did it, st- did it star a tiny penis person standing on the <laughs> piano? <laughs> well, let me just tell you what it is. Got it. Uh, because I think I will open with that one. I'm pretty excited about it. It's one that I hadn't seen in a very, very long time, and since it's my turn, I will open the bidding... With Marlon Brando yep. in the island of Dr. Moreau. Woo! 
that to is a bad to movie. <laughs> to slurp up our drink, that is the law. It is a bad movie, and there is only one redeeming thing, and that's watching Marlon Brando get torn to pieces. Yeah. Uh, it's really bad, but do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I struggle with. In this case, I don't think Brando was lucid when he said yes to this movie. I don't think he's, I don't, I don't know that he was even aware that he was slumming it when he said yes to this movie. So the whole, and the whole production was such a nightmare. There's actually a documentary about yeah. it. Uh, from the writer about how Val Kilmer was a nightmare. Everyone was a nightmare. The director was barred from the set, snack, snuck back on as an extra. And was an extra for the rest of the film. Amazing. The, That's a real tight production. <laughs> wasn't there the bit where he, he said he needed to, that his character should wear a bucket on his head for yep. a long form part of the movie? And that at some point it should be revealed that he's a dolphin. Yep. It was not great. It was not a great movie. So that's where I open Island of Dr. Moreau. Ocean, what do you great got? opening. Well, I did not have all... I, I had the same concerns you had, Pete, about is it is it just turned out to be a bad movie or were they really slumming it and doing below what they should have been doing, right? Below what you think of them. And also the one thing, the rule I did on the self-impose is I said no sequels, right? Because, you know, you'll find... What? yes. Oh. Yeah, I, I just removed sequels. Hard. I said, I said, you know, because the sequel, some, you know, those those to me become easier that they're slumming it because it's like, well, the first movie made a bunch of movie. They just backed oh, up the Brinks truck and gave it to him, and they were like, hey, that's a lot of cash, yeah. right? So, so I so I decided to stay away from sequels, and then um, bold, I, and I believe I found some that are not not sequels, and we haven't discussed them yet on on the show. So that was my third thing I was going for. So my first movie I'm opening with, and and I'm not even going to tell you what the movie is at first. What I'm going to tell you is I'm going to read off credits because what I I found a movie of where I don't find, I don't feel we have one actor slumming it. We have more than one actor slumming it. The credits of the actors in, of, of, of some of the actors in this movie, one actor is in the, one of the stars of the Purple Rose of Cairo, stars of Crimes and Misdemeanors, star of Hannah and Her Sisters, and star of Rosemary's Baby. And another actor in this, that's one actor in this movie. And then another actor in this movie is, is, uh, is, the, is the main star of Lawrence of Arabia. And then yet another actor in this horrible, horrible movie is a star of Network, star of Bonnie and Clyde, and star of Chinatown. Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway, that's right. So Lawrence of Arabia was Peter O'Toole. And the uh, yeah. Purple Rose of Cairo comes the other movies. That's Mia Farrow. All Mia three Farrow. of these yeah. actors are in a movie surrounded by starring a newcomer actress called Supergirl. Yeah. And it is Supergirl <laughs> in Zalt, Zaltair, uh, Zantar, yes. what was it? Zalt, Z- the movie. And he had that awful sweater. Yes, yes. No, the, the, the whole, the, 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 the makeup, the effects, the storyline, the acting, the yeah. chemistry, it's all off. So, so yeah, unlike most movies, when I'm talking about Saturday in this part of Saturday matinee, these movies I'm going to bring up. If you haven't seen them, don't. And and so yeah, yeah so this is a there's a horrible movie, and it's horrible from start to finish. In 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 pretty much any way you can see it. I saw this as a child and recognized then I was watching some garbage. <laughs> okay. And as a child, as, as a as child, a, you were like, "I'm coming Saturday." Exactly, yeah, yeah. And back and back then, I was easy pickings for anything with a superhero in it. But this, yeah, this right. movie, with they they grabbed all of those actors and all that star power and flushed it down the toilet. Wow, well played, well played. Very that well played. nails it. That's every one of them are sure it. that there was a Supergirl movie. That's not even on my list at all. I love it. 
All right, Tommy, um, what do you got? My turn. Here we go. Great actors. Can we define that as actors that you've enjoyed in some movies? I say yes. <laughs> I enjoy Matrix and parts of the other Matrix movies. And I also really love Memento by Jonathan, whatever his name is. Nope. Christopher, whatever his name it is. And that name is Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Good. I would like to give you and it's because i know this because i went to this film premiere because i'm friends with friends with the producer of it and when i went to this premiere i said so before the thing i said so how do you think it turned out we're in the lobby of the thing and he goes eh, this is the producer of the movie talking to a near stranger and that's me a movie that if you've seen it i'm sorry and if you haven't good job carrie ann moss Starring in The Bye Bye Man. What? Is that on anyone's list? <laughs> it was a real release and it came out. And there's actually another kind of big star in it, but I can't remember her name. So instead, I'm just going to go Carrie Ann Moss stars pretty much in one scene. They blew most of their budget on this one set piece, which is she's a detective showing up and she's like, my God, it looks like it's the Bye Bye Man. But of course, no one ever says it because you can't say it. Think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. It's the Bye Bye Band. Oh, my this God. This is a real movie. Are you looking it up? I, I'm looking, I it's am. A, it's a 4.2. This is a real Stacey title uh, written by Jonathan Penner and Robert Damon Schneck. Yeah. Based on the bridge to Body Island. What? Okay. That's, that's just It was based on a book. Uh, okay. <laughs> by book, I think they mean pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> and by pamphlet, I think they mean fever dream. It is just really bad. It was a take on but, like so, si sinister, like trying to make these new characters the new Freddy Krueger, and instead they just—it's just a disaster. But dude, Carrie Ann Moss is in this one really big part. This is amazing. This Doug Jones, Jones is Jones. in this movie. Yeah, so, so, so yeah. say, Doug Jones as the and bye bye man. Faye Dunaway yeah. is in this movie. <laughs> oh, Faye Dunaway. That was the other big one. Yes. In one scene, I think she plays a uh, psychic. And they blew their entire budget on two scenes, one with Faye Dunaway, one with Carrie Ann Moss. The movie is disaster. The lead is the cute brother from Big Love. I don't remember his name, but I've always kind of liked his work. And it's just really, really bad. Anyways, wow. the Bye Bye Man. Enjoy, everybody. Wow. I have now nice. everyone. Nice I've given pick. everyone movie COVID. <laughs> 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 it is orally. <laughs> it is <laughs> A-U-R-L-I transmitted, and you're all sick, and there's no test. Wow, that is, uh, that's stunning. I, uh, what a great pick. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> It is wonderful. I, I'm I'm gonna follow uh, your advice though. <laughs> I yeah. so my next pick is one that I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Uh, what Ocean oh. did, I couldn't do no sequels. I just couldn't because as soon as I knew that this was what we were going to be talking about, I knew exactly what movie would absolutely be on the list. I feel like I already again for the second time in a row have a guess. Are teeth involved? I don't know, man. Uh, would you say? <laughs> or a mouth? You know, or, you haven't given me a chance to read like any of my real, quotes. Like and mouth. you have it. Are they angry about a previous grievance that they're now going to? <laughs> <laughs> that they're now going we to. We all have the same movies. 
Okay, go ahead. I'm All, still not convinced. I just yet. can't. This is, it is an angry, wet mouth. Nice. That nice. follows one character from the original movie around the world across so the dumb. sea. Even so though dumb. she was on a plane. Yep. I'm talking about Michael Caine in Jaws the Revenge, everybody. It's the, it is actually, I'm proud to say. Uh, that this movie actually is lower on the IMDb scale than the Bye Bye Man. It is a straight three. If it makes you feel any better, because we've never talked about steals before, that's yeah. two you've stolen from me. Really? Oh, Marlon you're Brando right. And Michael Caine. Oh, yeah. outstanding. I did. I overdid the list, so I'd have. I still have more things coming. Yeah, you but... got some good backups. That's yeah. good. He Jaws: The very... Revenge. Yeah, it's been. I should say it's been picked before. So I'm. I am. Uh, it's not a new pick to the list, but it's worth it. And this is probably its peak, peak yeah. list picking yeah. right here. Even the shark is slumming it in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the shark, do you know, and this honestly just, it occurred to me while I was writing down this for this week, is we all call the shark Jaws. <laughs> shark doesn't have a name. No one calls the shark Jaws. It's actually like a really... It's like you just get used to a word and you're like, oh, yeah, Jaws. It's a really stupid name for a shark movie or book. Right. Peter right. Bentley was like, what, what's scary? I don't know. Call it Dead Eyes? No. Call it Jaws. That's yeah, really... right. It's like calling you Nose. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's calling the Bye Bye Man the Bye Bye yeah. Man. Either yeah, way. it's terrible. Good work. That's my list. 1987 Jaws of Revenge. Ocean. My next movie, I, I one of the other rules that I self-imposed on myself was that the actor had to already be a big star when the movie was made. Um, so, so, you know, so for, you know, so that way if it was something that was, they made a horrible movie, but it was their first or second movie in, you know, they were still trying to make a career versus uh, after. So this one I picked is, um, so the, the actor is Anthony Hopkins. And oh. two movies, two, sorry, three movies after Silence of the Lambs. And he signs on to a movie with the, with the uh, synopsis of bounty hunters from the future transport a doomed race car driver to New York City in 2009, where his mind will be replaced with that of a dead billionaire. And I'm, t I'm talking... Depending on which movie this is, I may have a point of order. Okay, it, the movie is Free Jack. And, I do not have a okay, point of order. So, well done. So, and it stars Emilio Estevez and Mick yeah. Jagger and Rene yeah, Russo. It's a crazy yes, movie. And, yes, and, and Anthony Hopkins. Uh, and, and if you haven't seen it again, don't. Uh, it it yeah. also has wow. yeah it also has a you know the plot the plot holes through this you can drive a semi truck through the whole movie um, it is it is a crazy futuristic <laughs> movie because it was made in 1992 so in 2009 so 11 years ago we had bounty hunters that could travel through time and yank people out just before they yeah. die you would yank their body away and bring their body in into the present and then take their consciousness out of their body and put someone else's consciousness in. So after reading a plot this convoluted, uh, you know, and that and that's and Anthony, I'm good, yeah, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins says, said, yeah, you, you know what? Let me let me put my Oscar down, and I'm going to sign up to do that. <laughs> it, and it's futuristic, like the Lawnmower Man it, 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 is futuristic. Exactly. Yes, like yeah. it's not yeah. good. I was afraid that you were going to talk about Slipstream. No, I've I've not seen that one. Which 
the it's a disaster, but he directed it. Okay. So I was going to be Oh, like yeah, you were going to be all up in there. Jack. I was going to be all up in there. Up like, in there, yeah. Who was it? Meryl Streep, I don't know. No, Someone was up Viola in there. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Viola Davis. Viola Davis, yeah. 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 No, Brene Brown. It was Brene um, Brown. Nice, well played. All right. Thank you. Uh, good pick, Free Jack. Yikes. <laughs> oh, that gives me an, an idea for another one. If I can remember, oh, well, I have one ready because we've stolen all mine. Okay. Here is one that I have ready. Uh, I'm going to make it very quick. Adam Sandler. <laughs> Seriously? Al Pacino. Jack and Jill. Wow. Al Pacino's in Jack and Jill. If you haven't seen the uh, Dunkachino commercial, it's one of my favorite things in the entire world. <laughs> and they even pause it afterwards. He's like, you can never show this to anyone. So it seems like Al Pacino's above the joke, but he's not because he's completely in love with Adam Sandler dressed as a girl. That's all. Sometimes you don't oh. need to go into it. Jack and Jill Al Pacino. <laughs> I think he was maybe trying to uh, like catch into a how Robert De Niro, just for showing up and acting sincere, now is seen as a com- comedic genius, which is wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe he was trying to get into that. I don't know, but no good. It's like yeah, I mean, if anybody, I'm I'm surprised nobody yet has picked kill like kill grandpa, whatever the right De Niro Bad grandpa. No Bad war grandpa. on war on grandpa. War on gramps. Yes. Yeah. Talk about when a movie that fits this yet? list. Oh, that's right. Okay. Uh, that means it's my turn. Here we go. Coming up on hour two. <laughs> we sure are. My final movie is a movie that I. I regret to say I loved when it first came out and I double regret to say that I've watched it again and it's terrible. I can't believe how terrible it is uh, because I actually really like the people in in this movie so much. It is a movie uh, that foretold our AI virtual reality future. (laughs) Did I get a triple steal out of you? I don't I don't know. Does it involve files? Every. No. no, that's not a, a slumming it movie. That was great. I loved that movie. Really? Really? More... Yeah, Disclosure. That's not no, a slumming yeah, it movie. If That better no, not be on your list. I'm going to be very upset. No, is this is when things go much, much worse. Brett Leonard directed Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe, and Kelly Lynch. Pick whichever <laughs> one you want to use who might be slumming it. It's virtue. Ossity. That's right. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, that movie. Was... When I said, "Oh, that reminds me," Free Jack reminded me of Virtuosity. But what I wrote down was Denzel Washington, someone else. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Virtuosity because I haven't. Oh no, I don't have one. You've stolen three, Pete. That's sort amazing. Of. What does one do if they don't have one? Am I next? Fails. Fails the uh, no, list. I'm next. So no, you can, oceans. You can, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll vamp for a bit. So. This my last pick was the movie that in this movie, this was the movie that most was I had the same conflict you had, Pete. Is this is it a bad movie or is the actor slumming it? And so what I what I did is I'm now going to give you a quote from the actor in the that is in the movie discussing why they are in the movie. And now I'm going to parenthetically (laughs) add the role. But but this is and this is a quote of this actor. I was offered a part in Lord of the Rings and I'm going to add parenthetically Gandalf, but I read the script and I didn't understand it. So I didn't. So I said no. Then I was offered a role 
in the Matrix. Parenthetically, I'm going to add it was Morpheus. Um, and but I read the script and I didn't understand it, so I didn't take the movie. So when this script, the movie of this script, came across my desk, I read it and I didn't understand it. But I but I said yes. Oh, but third anyway. times, yes, because yeah. I didn't want to miss out on a massive franchise with a big, you know, the big paycheck. So the actor that said this is Sean Connery. And the movie is his last movie <sighs> that he ever made, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Wow. Oh, man. He was going to be Morpheus? Mm. They offered him Gandalf and Morpheus, and he didn't understand them. So he said no, because he, he didn't understand the story. Oh, man. Wow, that hurts my heart a little bit because I wanted so much out of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I, I, I did, too. And I did, I did, too. I did and not was, get it. It was, it was tough sledding. Oh, wow. Wow. Nice pick one. and great story. <laughs> All right, Tommy, what do you got? You're not even, where did you go? <laughs> well, I'm looking at my movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, Mexico, Mickey, is going to make a movie. So, <laughs> like I'm here, but I'm looking at my movies because you stole so much from me. Beat. Wow, ha has this happened before? This me? is. Has it? Well, people have run out, yeah. but you know nobody feels quite so bad as Tom does right now. Okay. Usually they're just like, oh well, I guess I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. I'll. Do, I. I have one, but I don't know if it's can count as slumming because I secretly kind of love this movie and I very much love this director even though he's much he's very maligned I'm going to say you know who I like Kyle McLaughlin you know who I like Alan Rachins who was in <laughs> my movie 30 Nights uh, I yeah. love this movie this is one of my Do favorite really? movies ever yes I know exactly what movie you're Showgirls Showgirls it, I think, is the first time someone set out to make a camp cult movie, and it and that worked. This movie is kind of weirdly beloved and as a cult film now, and I love Gina Gershon in it. I love everyone, and it's the cast is really great. And so I'm oh, because Pete stole my heart and everything else. I'm going to go with Showgirls. I love uh, Alan Rachins with my entire life, and I think Kyle MacLachlan is really interesting. Gina Gershon is fantastic. Elizabeth Berkley is also an actress. So with all of that said. <laughs> For my third one, mostly it is a last-minute fill-in, but I'm going to say Showgirls. Thank you for writing it and beat the end. Nice. That's a nice pick. It's a nice... I'm not with both of you on that movie, but I totally get... I get what it was trying to go for, and I yeah. get that nobody got the joke. Yeah. It is no bye-bye, man. Do you, think it was, do you think it was intentionally... This is news to me. Hang on. You think it was intentionally funny? No, I think it no. was intentionally campy. Yes. Oh, okay. I think there was a certain style that they were going for, and nobody understood where it should... Nobody could categorize it, right? Yeah. It was just a, 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 a... Like, for most people who saw it, it was like a Saved by the Bell semi-porn, right? Yeah. Like, it just... It, they never quite got the fact that there was... And I don't know what Torpedo did. I don't know why. It was like a, a, a real potpourri of things that, that got... Where it just okay. got in the way of itself. I and think I, they treated it like a real picture like a prestige yeah. picture and instead it is trying to make camp for real 
Yeah. Like on purpose. Paul Verhoeven, I think, knew what he was doing because it's a lot of the same. It's very close to some of the satire he's used in RoboCop, in Starship Troopers. He's always got that line of, I'm in on the joke more than anyone else is in my movie. Casper Van Diem thinks he's putting in a Oscar winning performance. (laughs) Yes, he does. He's not. Denise Richards (laughs) in Starship Troopers. Yes. But Paul Verhoeven's. That's Paul Verhoeven's, like his magic is being able to get actors who don't know that they're not in on the joke. (laughs) Wow. That's what makes Starship Troopers so great. And you have to read Starship Troopers to understand exactly the point. Yeah. Let's run out of theater. Let's run out of theater. Yeah. You know what? Cinemark. Cinemark. There's just two of us. Exactly. Yeah. And we brought our own. Exactly. We get a discount. Can't tell anyone. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. No, I, yeah. This is a great list, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Nice work Good of work. terrible movies. I'm going to watch them all. Uh, next week, we have a real treat because we're continuing. Oh. You know, this is number two in our Aquatic Killers yep. series. Now we've covered tentacles, so we had our octopuses. Yep. And now we're moving into the river basin. We're going to Ooh, find some scary. piranha. And uh, this one was 1978's Piranha, directed by Joe Dante. And this one has the, uh, of our entire list of movies, this one has the uh, honor of uh, being one of, well, Steven Spielberg said, of the Jaws ripoff movies, this one's the best. (laughs) So uh, that's what we have uh, to live Have you guys seen Piranha 1978? I've seen both Piranha Piranha 2 and all of the new, the reboots. Yeah, the three uh, 3D and the three double D and Piranha yeah. 2, the spawning was I think notable because James Cameron was yeah, one and of the He was fired and oh. uh Ovidio Asinitis came in to finish it and it was there was a big there was problems with that Fair one. But enough. yes, he was involved in that. Um so anyway, that's the movie we're talking about. Ocean, you haven't seen Piranha? No, I've seen it. I saw, but I, when I saw it, I was I was definitely too young to yeah. watch it because it actually kind of scared me a little bit at the time. I was still, I, was yeah. still, I think I was in high school, and you know, they, yeah. they, they, seeing piranhas, you know, coming eat you and everything like that. So then, of course, that's my entire because you know, I, I'm growing up in Tennessee, so we don't have a you know, there's not you know, we don't have a lot of a lot of water around, and so it's like, well, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, well, this is what happens with piranhas that you actually you get in the water and they eat people. Yeah. yeah. In a minute, yeah, exactly. Just like in a people minute. and they cows, just come and just, you know, eat so, yeah. yeah. And those that poor cow, camp counselor. Oh, so sorry for her. Anyway, <laughs> this movie, uh, it was. I, I think this movie gets a lot of things right, and it, we have a great conversation about it. And so we have a set of list options that we. I'd love to run by you and see if you have any more to add to the catalog, so we can pick I our might three. Come the, up with one or two of my own. But do go you ahead. think? Do you think yeah. you might? How about this? You're on a raft. That actually falls apart and leads you to to uh, your peril. A raft that falls apart somehow, Whoa. making that cinematically important. Uh, how about living in isolation in the mountains? This is your real uh, mountain man isolated uh, uh, curmudgeon character. Uh, we, we've got to have some isolated was, uh, mountain that, people. All right. That was kind of uh, that one, was specific. Yeah. One. What about like... It's a base. No, it's a government base. No, it's a secret government base. It's either closed or not. (laughs) Outstanding. I think that's a great pick. Secret government bases. That's cool. Yeah, because this one, the whole thing starts, there's a secret government base where they're researching. Like the Arrowhead Project in the Mist. Yes, just like that. This one is Razor Teeth. Summer Camps with Lakes. 
That's the, the believe me, the field is wide open wide. for summer really summer wide. camp yeah. with lakes. Uh, how about think, how long can you hold your breath I, movies? I, I think that would be more <laughs> characters who hold their breath a ridiculously long amount of time. Like what is seems unrealistic. Yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to think how to phrase like you that. Have, there's so, a yeah. job. I, I feel like you, there's a job you have to do underwater that requires uh, uh, feats of human breath holding strength. Do you guys ever do what I do? Is that when you you hold your breath along with the character to see how long you can do? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Do you? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, do that too. Hundred yeah. percent. And, and yeah. I rarely yeah. make it because they're they're holding their breath for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and last we have. Oh, this is this is one of my favorite. I think it's going to be. Uh, we're going to keep this on until somebody picks it, which is the killer animal POV. Killer, oh, killer animal. POV. Killer animal. Yeah. Well, it is. I'm adding animal to it. I'm amending the suggested uh, category. <laughs> can I already give you, because I won't be on the next one, can I give you my personal pick? Because I don't think anyone would ever know about it or pick well, it. Well, here's the problem with that, Tom. You are on the next one. I am? Yeah, you're scheduled for next week. So the, you're picking oh. for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's a good one. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> It's so stupid. Made by a very famous director, but it was his first movie before anyone knew who he was. Okay. So don't say okay. it. All right. And I'll see you next week. All right. So All right. we're picking three of these. I like the killer animal. And then and then well, there's a the last one, which is death by lots of small animals, like swarm death, animal see, death. That's what gets me. I'm less afraid of sharks and more afraid of piranhas because that's why piranhas, it, it puts that ant thing yeah, for me. That's right. It's about swarms. Yeah. So I'm not afraid yep. of them. Exclamation point. Them. I'm afraid yeah. of little ants. Ugh. Yeah. All right. So what do we got? What are your favorite three of this list? Or do you have I, I would more? like to put killer POV? I would like to suggest that. Killer animal POV. Yeah. Excellent. The, I like the how long you can hold your breath. So, and I don't know if That's, you want to mm. frame. How would you, would you that? like to change that phrasing? The phrasing like, you know, like a, because my phrase is too long, right? Because my Un, phrase is Unrealistic like, breath holding. There it is. Unrealistic, unrealistic breath, breath holding. holding. That's fun. Uh, can we, should we say underwater specifically? Because yes. this is tied to an underwater event. Well, does it have to be yes, underwater? Because there are some. Because it could are, be in space. There are some movies where they're, they're, they are unrealistically holding their breath and not in water. If you're okay with it, I would say just unrealistic breath holding and let it be okay. just the lack of oxygen. Right. But, it's okay, but it's up to you, Pete. No, it's good. Unrealist, unrealistic breath holding. Yeah. Uh, and then for number three. How do you feel I about have my vote? But yes. Pete, you haven't had a vote yet. Oh, I haven't had a vote yet. Well, I'm definitely going with secret government bases. Me too. <laughs> That's what I wanted. <laughs> I love like Project Arrowhead in the Mist. Don't say yes. that anymore because you're on the show next week. Oh, sorry. I just yeah, reread so. the Mist. Um, well, yeah. So I love secret government bases. Well, put, put your trailer in now, yeah, Tommy. That way you're guaranteed to mm -hmm. go first, and no one can take That's that right. movie from Shh. you. Ocean. It Shut never it. Works. It Ocean. Never works. Stop. I'm always Stop. host three. I'm, I'm muting host you. Three till I die. I'm... <laughs> did you, Do you want to vote? Did. He did an east side. Yeah, he's great. I'm host three till I die. Yeah. Do you want to vote on next week's list challenge? Sure you do. Head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Reels Discord community. You can lend your vote to the chaos that is list picking hmm. and movie sabotage each week. Do you see how terribly Tommy performed this week? You could help him perform equally bad next week. How dare you? Uh, you want to know how you Crowd get into favorite. the Show Talk, cha <laughs> show talk channel? It's, it's easy. 
uh, you just head over to patreon.com slash the next reel and become a paying listener supporter of the next reel family of podcasts for five bucks a month. You become a concessionaire supporter. You get access to the show live streams, early access to the shows as we record them. And uh, of course, you're in the Discord community to hang mm. out with uh, us and then our other uh, friends and movie lovers uh, yeah. there. It's a great place, a great and happy place. Uh, lots of super secret member channels over there in, in Discord. So we sure appreciate your help and support. You know, we've got shows dropping every single day of the week. And as soon as Marvel Mini drop, Marvel Movie Minute starts up again, season three, that's two shows a day. That's 10 Ooh. shows a week. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what more do you want from we, us? Uh, we really appreciate your uh, I already told you about support. the bye-bye, man. <laughs> and thank you, everybody, for hanging out for this epic Saturday matinee. Oceans, good to see you, buddy. It's always a pleasure to see you, Pete. Tommy, you know... Yeah, you're all you're all right. Hit or miss, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's kind of <laughs> better luck next time. I get it. <laughs> I'll see you Post next week. We'll, till I die. we'll try <laughs> it again. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good day. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.